0: My name is Lauren Fryder, and my husband Drew and I are lead pastors at Lift Church. We are on the Eastern Shore of Maryland. We want to thank you so much for joining us today, and we are believing that you will get a lift of encouragement. Well, let's get into this series, built different. If you got a Bible with you, I want you to go to the book of Matthew chapter 13. The book of Matthew chapter 13. If you've got a paperback Bible, put one finger in there. This is old school, right? Put one finger in there, and then put another finger in Jeremiah 29. Put it in Jeremiah 29. I'm going to share from both. If you got the digital Bible, cool. Your thumbs are going to go go to war this morning, keeping up, or you can follow on the the big screen as we preach from this word this morning. I want to pray. God, I pray that you use my my humble voice today, God. I am just, I am merely a man trying to follow you, but you are the one we're all following, God. You're the leader. I pray that Father, you use me to communicate your words of truth. Father, I pray that you open up all of our hearts to receive your word, and I thank you that your word never returns void, and it is written upon our hearts that we might not sin against you, Father. Help us to grow closer to you today, in Jesus' name, amen. Matthew chapter 13 says this, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that's hidden in a field. Which a man found and hid, and and for the joy over it he goes and he sells everything he has to buy that field. Again, this is Jesus talking. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking for beautiful pearls. You like that? That's that's the closest I get to a beautiful pearl that's mega-sized, right? <laughs> Go put this on necklace, give it to my wife, say, I got you some. Pearls, Good. All right, anyway, that's gaudy, that's gaudy, okay, from South Louisiana, we do everything gaudy, okay, anyway, kingdom of heaven, it's like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had, and he bought it, this morning I want to preach a message to you from um, the idea of Built Different, Built Different is a series It's going to be five weeks starting today that I want to help empower you to live right in a lost world. Now, is it just me or are you having to figure out that to follow the culture's expectations and the culture's trends are something completely different than following Jesus Christ? And the the culture's demands pull you this way and Christ's calling pulls me this way and it's like we have to learn to do a dance to 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 try to navigate it's like a this world is a gauntlet trying to navigate cultures demands and people's expectations along with the calling of christ and a lot of times they're in opposition to one another and i love that god gives us an example in the book of daniel god's not surprised by that Uh, uh, our culture um, might not be so awesome Um, At times towards Christianity, we are increasingly less Christian of a nation, even though we were founded on Christian values. But we all know that uh, 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 rulings and regulations and laws and school edicts and all kinds of things have been pushing Jesus to the wayside for a while. But this is not the first time it's happened in history. In fact... That's why I love the book of Daniel, and I also love, as your pastor, trying to resource you with things that go beyond what I'm able to share in five sermons. And so um, this is a book that we'll have in our resource center that I highly recommend called The Daniel Dilemma, How to Stand Firm and Love Well in a Culture of of compromise and so I'm going to pick pieces from this book but mostly I'm diving into the word uh, 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 from Daniel but I'm telling you you can't get it all in five sermons and I encourage you to resource yourself with stuff like this we're selling this at our resource center when you leave the auditorium for the same price you can get it from Amazon we're not trying to make a dollar we're just trying to bless you as you are leaving and then you don't have to wait two days for shipping nor pay for shipping somebody say amen Come on, that sounds like we're having church. Who? no shipping. Don't even have the wait for it. So listen, try to grab a few. Uh, many of them have been selling out before uh, the, the first experience was gone. And so grab a few, and we'll get more if we need to. If you're online, just search Amazon for it. I highly recommend it. But oftentimes, the demands of culture and what people expect of me often are in opposition to Christ's calling. I probably don't need to point it out, but let me just give you a few examples of things that are happening to each one of us. Well, since it's bathing suit season, and everyone else is wearing that, and uh, she's posting herself in that, is it fine for me to do that too? Or, 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 Or the student whose science teacher says, you've evolved from an ape. What am I supposed to do on that test? Do I take the test? Do I believe them? Do I boycott the test? Do I put some sort of snarky Christian answer on the test and get the answer wrong? Do I speak up or do I shut up? The, the parent navigating the news that their child believes that they are called to a homosexual lifestyle and now it it contradicts everything we've taught or, or read in the word or, or believed but now we are faced with it one on one. What about the student hearing from their peers? Why don't you try being bi? Why don't you try going both ways? Why don't you figure things out before you you, you give in to uh, uh, the norm, right? Or, or, or the girl who's being told if she doesn't go all the way, she's weird. You're going to lose him if you don't go all the way. All the girls have gone all the way. What about the boy who's completely surrounded by pornography and is considered weird if he hasn't partaken in it, much less in the locker room told that if he hasn't pushed his girl to some sort of limits, right? These are... These are what we're facing today, the, the couple that's moving towards marriage, but I just want to test drive things out a little bit. Just see how we cohabitate, see how things are between the sheets before I sign up for a life with you, getting to know you and serve you. What about the teenage pregnancy, pondering abortion, abortion because things came too early and that's really putting a major wrinkle in my plans? Or what about the rape victim? Pondering abortion because I don't want to remember the pain or burst something out of pain What about the rich figuring out how rich is rich enough? Because it seems like every christian's got an opinion on how many cars you can have before that's enough cars Right is it three is it four is it five is it one should be using the metro subway station (laughs) We don't have a subway but bus system, right? What about the spouse who says i've been unhappy in my marriage for a long time? And God would want me to be happy. So what, what does the spouse do who, who, though there's been no infidelity, wouldn't God want me to be happy? So should I stay? Should I divorce? Should I forgive? Or should I stay trapped? If someone cusses in my presence, should I tick or twitch? Come on, y'all been around some people who have been in church circles way too much. They, they, they hear a cuss word and they're like, oh, oh, my ears. Oh, my ears. These are holy ears haven't heard anything less sanctified in a long time right now and they are like what's sanctified anyway come on do, do do i do i twitch do do i uh, uh what do i do with it do i confront them do i call them out on it or do i comfort them by cussing back oh i'm trying to build a relationship so bleep a bleep to you too All right? let me tell you about my savior one day <laughs> I'm trying to win points before i is everything on tv okay for me when we're trying to figure out what to binge or what movie to watch is 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 one cuss word is one f bomb too much is two is three is four is 44 is 144 like at what point is it no longer for me right what about nudity or or but it's just brief nudity oh but it's just a sneak peek so we We're living in a world of culture where we're trying to figure it out. If the whole party is drinking, is one okay, two okay, three okay, four okay, 12 pack okay? (laughs) When everybody else is now watching church from home, even though they're healthy enough to go, does that mean I can too? Does that mean I should? Should I encourage them to come? Should I pray for them? Should, should I ignore them? Should I become like them? I'm not trying to show sh- uh, uh, throw shade. I'm just trying to say the culture comes in opposition. If I'm viciously attacked, or better yet, if my child is hit by a drunk driver, do I turn the other cheek, or do I press charges, or do I do both? <laughs> you in jail, and I forgive you, not you. I don't know. Often Jesus' teachings were so difficult to wrestle in culture. I mean, where's the judicial system in turning the other cheek? And yet Jesus said to care and to do. Can the state cause churches to close? Can the state cause churches to wear masks? Can the state cause me to wear masks? We're living in times where we're wondering, should I stand up, lay down, oppose, ignore, picket? Become like or straight up run from the culture and the trends that I find myself living in in 2021. Well, some of these I rattled off, the Bible's very clear about. Yet somehow it's tricky because we're clear about it when we judge other people going through it. But if you're stuck with the same situation, it's not so clear all of a sudden. Like, yeah, but you don't know, Pastor. (laughs) Or, Or some of these areas the Bible is not so clear about and there's a gray area and we're trying to figure out how do I do what's right in that situation? What are we to do? I could go one way and I could be so, so, some people are so isolated from culture that they can't relate with other people. You do know to be a fisherman, you gotta get your hands dirty with fish, fish grime a little bit, right? We could be so culturally isolated That we can't relate, but we could be so isolated from Christ that we sin every day. (laughs) Which one? How do we strike a battle, a a balance? How can we be in the world, but of the world? Well, I love scripture, that scripture is not taken by surprise by it. In fact, he knows the turbulent seas that we are trying to navigate through and he's given us a lighthouse of scripture to help guide the path when things seem to be unsettled and things are going crazy. Turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 29. Many of us know Jeremiah 29:11, but I want to give you a lot more context to that for we know John t- Jeremiah 29:11 for uh, for God has a plan for you, not for destruction but for good. He is for you and he's not against you and he will call you out Well let me tell you a little bit more about Jeremiah 29 it Starts in verse 4 It says Let's study the scripture This is what the Lord Almighty The God of Israel Says to all those I carried out Into exile In other words God's saying I got a word that I'm going to speak Through Jeremiah To my people who I've let be exiled into a foreign land, a land that will have cultural differences, to say the least. They're going to go from Jerusalem, like the Mecca of, of worship and religion and God's house in the promised land, to Babylon, the Mecca of worldliness. The, 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 you'll never get a clearer picture of the Bible talking about the world and the world's pressures and sins with, other than the city of Babylon. And so we're going to need to remember babylon because jeremiah is talking to people living in babylon which by the way daniel the entire book is written to a man who had to be exiled to babylon jeremiah is literally talking to daniel and people like daniel and here's his message build houses and settle down in babylon you're like what no kick it with the kick it with the neighbors next door to sinful neighbors Play ball on their teams? Where's the Christian league at, right? We've got to separate, man. I don't want my kids infiltrated with them. Come on. I don't want to, I don't want to. He says, settle down. Build houses among them. He'll go on for the next few verses to say that you should go ahead and uh, plant gardens, buy food, and even start to marry among them. He says, here's the main message. Increase in number do not decrease in number why well because most sojourners most exiles would understandably so kind of say this. Listen, if we got kicked out of the United States of America, if we were taken over by another land and we were exiled to another country, wouldn't you put your thoughts, plans, and future on hold? You'd kind of say, We ain't having no more. We thought we were gonna have a kid in the next year. We're not having a kid until we get out of this land. We're gonna put all that on hold. Or we're gonna set up, we're gonna live out of tents because we're not buying a house in this land. We're going back to our land, right? And and I'm definitely not playing guard carrots take way too long to grow we're gonna be gone by the time my carrots come out of the ground right god said do not hold your breath like that settle down increase in number have babies don't decrease he says this he says also seek the peace of where you're going (laughs) don't just row babylonian royalty Don't go into the streets picking fights with every, ba- every Babylonian about how, how nasty they are and how different their culture is and how much I don't like your food and all you people are sinful and we are so much better of a race. No, seek the peace. Quit calling shots. Seek, seek also prosperity of the city in which I've carried you into exile. Use the gifts God's given you to bless the land you are currently in. Like, don't withhold your gifts. I ain't blessing these people. Not till I get home. It says, pray to the Lord for it because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Look at verse 10. When 70 years are completed, in other words, when a time has passed, 70 years, that's kind of like the same amount of time as a lifespan. 70 years. One person's life, about 70 years. After about 70 years? I will call I will come to you And fulfill my good promise to you To bring you back to this place In other words Don't try to manufacture your deliverance From your current setting I God will take you at just the right time Now I need you to start connecting the dots On what God is doing He is giving us a historical account To give us a blueprint Of how we're supposed to live When we're in a foreign culture Like Pastor Drew This is where I was born and raised I'm not in a foreign culture Yes you are because you and I are called to be heavenly citizens living in a foreign land your address is not your permanent address your possessions are not your eternal possessions your stuff is not going to be with you forever this is all temporary even the relationships i call dearest come on the relationship that is most important that will last eternally is with him He's given us a blueprint. Look, I see three things in here. We are heavenly citizens living in a foreign land. We are to prosper in this land, but don't become like this land. Prosper amongst these people. Don't become like these people. For after some time, if you don't lose yourself, I, God, will bring you back. Come on, that's the picture of heaven. That after about 70 years, about after a lifespan, I will call you back to me. And I will deliver you back into the promised land, for I am with you, and I got a great plan. In other words, live among them, but never forget, you're built different. You're different. You're going you're gonna to have a cubicle next to them. You're going to have a desk next to them. You're gonna you're gonna drive among them, you're gonna ride among them, you're gonna do life among them, but you are called to be built different. You are the people of God, and they are invited to be the people of God, but unless you never forget where you come from, because I will pull, I will bring you back. In fact, Jesus' final prayer, I love when I love this prayer that they got to record this final public prayer in John chapter 17 says this. Jesus says to God, my prayer is not, everyone say not, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world. Come on. Some of you have been like, this whole world's going to pot. (laughs) What are they going to legislate next time? What are the courts going to do next time? Why don't the second coming of Jesus just come and take us all? (laughs) Every single man said, God, no, please wait. (laughs) Listen, Jesus didn't pray for that. Jesus said, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world and isolate them. My prayer is that you would protect them among the evil one as they live among the evil one. For they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. Tell your neighbor, you are not of the world. God wants us, write this down. God wants us to live in the world but not of it. Come on, he doesn't want us to become it. Tell your neighbor, you're built different. You're built different. We will, for the next four weeks after today, study the book of Daniel more intensely. But I needed you to understand the context of the book of Daniel. Jeremiah shows us they've been exiled. They're not living in their land. They're living in a foreign, sinful place. And multiple times, Daniel and his colleagues are going to have to decide to take a stand. The Bible tells us there's many things in Daniel 1, verses 1 through 7, that they were uh, forced upon. They were forced to leave their homeland. They were forced to study um, foreign culture. They were forced to be in Babylonian colleges for three years. And then they were put in positions to be uh, wisdom speakers in a foreign culture that they probably could have cared less for if it had not been for Jeremiah who said, don't care less for them. Bless them. Bless them. Live among them and use your gifts. But check out Daniel 1 verse 8. And this is the only one I want to read from Daniel for today. I want to set the stage for the next four weeks. Listen to this. Daniel 1 verse 8. Daniel was determined not to defile himself. I need that to sink in. Daniel was determined not to defile himself. I'll move from this land to this land. I've already studied. That's why I was considered royal and wise. But I'll learn in your Babylonian colleges. I'll go to your secular universities. I'll understand what you're teaching. And I will help the king as much as I can help the king. But there are limits. I will not defile myself. I'm not going to eat that. I'm not going to stop praying. I'm not going to bow down to idols. But I will bless the king and serve him so long as it doesn't come in contradiction with my faith. I'm going to live in a foreign culture, but I am not going to give up my identity. For this is not my home. This is my temporary home, and I will seek the prosperity of the land. But I will not uh, uh, serve the whole world and gain the whole world and lose my very soul. Not in this land. Not in this land. Come on. Listen. He said, I will acquiesce to many things that the culture calls a new norm. There's many things I'll go along with, and they won't cause me to lose my religion. But there are lines, and I will not cross those lines. Can I ask the believers of God, do you still have lines? Or does your line migrate when I'm with them? <laughs> the line kind of moves a little bit. Right? How you play basketball if the line moves all the time? How you play s- football if the line moves all the time? Twenty more yards until you score a touchdown. Up oh, never mind, thirty-three yards until you score a touchdown. What? I'm not gonna change. I'm not our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's calling us to follow in his ways. And so we too need to be consistent people of God who are trying to live right in a lost world. You might say, but Pastor Drew, if I did that, the culture would chew me up and spit me out. I'll never get promoted if I don't do that. I'll never, I'll never get ahead if I'll do that. I'll never get married if I don't do these things. Come on. I'll never have a chance. If I go to these universities, if I try it this way, well, can I tell you what Daniel's result was? In six chapters, we learn from Daniel that he and his colleagues six times said, I'm not going to cross that line. I will serve in many ways. I'll interpret your dreams, but I'm not bowing down to your idols. And it says that six times Daniel and his colleagues prevailed and were promoted in the midst of standing for Christ, even in the midst of cultural demands. Come on, I know peer pressure gets tough. I know the people next door are doing it. I know everybody's doing it. I know the devil has told you, just say whatever. That's so old-fashioned. No one does it like that anymore. You say, I have decided I will not defile Come on, I wish some people would start standing for the kingdom of God instead of bowing down to the culture pressures of the current age and start saying, I love you. I'll never stop loving you, but I will not defile myself. I'm setting limits. I'm setting boundaries. you got to... I'm going to ask you for the next four weeks to make a commitment. We want to help you, empower you to live right in a lost world. And on the fifth week, ah, man, we are going to teach about what empowers you to do that. And we're going to study the life of Daniel. I cannot wait. But I'm going to finish with this. Back to the, the parable of the pearl. The parable says this. The kingdom of heaven, it's like a merchant who goes seeking for the best pearls, the the, the best treasures of the land. And if he finds a treasure buried in a field, he sells all that he has in order to partake and to have this precious gift. Well, tell me what happens if you buy a piece of property today. A surveyor is going to come and say, Okay, you, you want the land that this treasure is on, the, that this pearl? Okay, uh, a surveyor comes and, 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 and they come and they start drawing lines. And they say, okay, this is what you bought. This is what you wanted, right? This, this, is this what you want? Yeah, this is the land with the pearl. This is the one with my salvation. This is the one with my joy. This is the one... With my wholeness. This is the one with my peace. This is the pearl I wanted. But you know what Satan likes to do? Is he likes to peek from the other side of the line and start going, hey? That's not the only good stuff in this world. I got some other good stuff too. In fact, if you read the Bible all throughout the Bible, while I was once content with this, while I once had my eyes fixed on this, while I once could walk over waves when I kept my eyes fixed on this, all of a sudden the enemy starts going, Hey, Eve think that's the only good fruit around here i got some good fruit on this side too no 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 that's on the other side of the line that's what that that's not for me and he starts saying what this whole line this, this that's not what god meant this, this line that he's trying to hold out good stuff for you he's he's trying to it's the knowledge of good and evil he doesn't want you to see Like he sees. Don't you see? I want you to see more clearly. And you start saying, well, hold up. I I used to be able to see the line so clearly. I used to know how far was too far. And now, lately, things are not so clear. And I I wonder why. It's because Satan likes to go, hey, Jesus, you're hungry. You've been fasting for 40 days. Why don't you just turn that rock to a loaf of bread? Like, that's not what that scripture meant. Jesus said, great. I shall not live by bread alone. And, he's, and he starts, he, he loves, listen to me, guys, that Satan uses the culture of our times to smudge the lines all the time. Can you not see what he's up to? He wants you to go. That's how far Jesus wants you to go. That's so old-fashioned. That's so old-school. That's cute. That's cute. That's cute. Some of those people in your church do that? Well, some other people in the church, they go this far. (laughs) They use those words. They, They watch that. They do this. It must be fine. It must be fine. You make it too much of a big deal, and what happens is he gets our attention from the pearl, the prize. The one that we willingly said, this is the land I want. I will sell all the culture offers me to own this land. But he's going to get in your ear trying to convince you, come on, there's greener grass on the other side. Why don't you open up your mind to things? Do you know that the prophet or the judge, Samson, who was tempted and fell because of Delilah? You know what the word that the Bible uses for Delilah? She repeatedly vexed. Samson is what your word says. In other words, you know what that word means? I'm just trying to open you up. I'm just trying to open you up to new things. <laughs> the church told you you can't have any alcohol. That's not true. The word doesn't say that. You can have as much as you want. <laughs> Go as far as you want. Bible tells you God wants you to be happy. (laughs) And if being happy is on this side of the line, come on. Date whoever you want. Go as far as you want. Do whatever you got to do to keep them. And what was once defined, the line has been smudged by the culture of our times. I can't even find the land I bought. If the surveyor would show up, he'd say, isn't that what you wanted? Like, this is trespassing. This isn't for you this is what you wanted this is not what you wanted or else you would have bought it this is what you gave up you sold all of this just to get this why'd you take your eyes off of this we're going to live in some tumultuous times but you can dance the dance of navigating through the culture's demands with the calling of christ daniel did it he was promoted six times I believe that God will promote you, call you out, set you apart, consecrate you, and bless you when you say, all I need is this. I don't need your approval. I don't need, I don't need you, I don't need anything else to validate me. I've found my validation. It's the pearl, and I'm not letting go. Jesus, I pray that you touch your people today. Romans 12 says this, Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. Let me give you the PDV version of that scripture. It says this, Do not conform to the norm, but be transformed. Then you will be built different. Come on. You will be built different. Father, the norms are so appealing. They're vexing. They make us feel old-fashioned if we don't participate in them. Father, the norms tell us that we're missing out. We'll always be by ourselves you are standing out, you, you got four eyes, you're weird, you, you, no one's like you, come on, the, the, the enemy tells us what Jeremiah was told, or Elijah was told, there's no one else like you, you're all by yourself, why don't you give in to the cultures of this time, why don't you even end your life, is what Elijah was thinking. But I am here to say that is not of God. That is not the spirit of God. For God says, I have delivered you. I have a plan for you. Jeremiah 29, 11. Even though you will settle down in a foreign land, I have a plan for you. A plan of prosperity. A plan of hope and not demise. Come on. I will bring you back at the right time. Oh, it might be a lifetime, but if you walk my walk and you navigate this foreign land as different people, Oh, they called Daniel Bill different. That guy's a little bit strange, but why did he get promoted and not me? Father, they might call us Bill different. We take that as a badge of honor, God. And we ask that you would use our differentness, our set apart, to bless other people, to bless the land we live in, to seek the peace and prosperity that other people would desire what you are offer your Holy Spirit your gift of salvation your joy your restoration your healing your house your belonging your identity it's a pearl and I don't want to gain the whole world and lose my soul so Father let every one of your people choose again to define the line let your Holy Spirit speak fresh again Oh, the line might be different for different ones of us. Again, I told you, there are some lines that are clear in Scripture. There are other lines that are not so clear in Scripture. As your pastor, it's not my job to define your line, but the Holy Spirit will tell you you've crossed the line every time. Father, would you redefine our lines? That we would return to our first love, the pearl of our salvation, what we sold it all for, in Jesus' name. And if you're in here or you're listening online and you say huh i have tried the world it's not working it comes up with a bunch of empty promises i tried the chase of money i tried the chase of relationships i tried the chase of popularity and pride and all of them showed up empty but you pastor drew are telling me that god never shows up empty that i should sell all of the world Just to buy this one pearl of the gospel of Jesus. And I'm telling you, yes. And if the Holy Spirit is resonating in your heart saying, that's you. Today's your day. Come on. The old is gone. The new has come. It's time for a new regime. It's time for a new lifestyle. It's time to sell out on the old stuff. And it's time to sell out on Jesus. If you're in this place and you say, Pastor Drew, that's me. I need to give my life to Jesus Christ. I want to buy the the field with a pearl today, whether it's your first time or whether you're rededicating your life today. Just with every head bowed, every eye closed, I will not call you out. I will not make you come down here, and I will not make you stand up. But with every head bowed and every eye closed, just raise your hand high and say, Pastor Drew, that's me. Include me in that prayer today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you thank you thank you so many hands are going up so many hands are going up online come on if that's you today's your day you don't have to acknowledge it to me well the bible says you need to acknowledge it before the world and he'll acknowledge you but listen tell us in the chat pray with me that's me and we want to walk beside you and equip you to walk out this life help you buy the pearl Come on, the Bible says in Romans 10, 9, if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. So the whole church, especially those who raised their hands in person and online, I want you to pray this prayer and believe it with all of your heart. Say, Jesus, I give you my life. I'm a sinner, and I feel I've messed it up. I don't know what my life is worth anymore. I've done some dumb things. I've hurt myself and I've hurt you I know this isn't who you called me to be I know you made me for more and though I have fallen short I thank you for your son Jesus who came and lived among our people died in my place took my sin and my shame set me free of all my pain come on my sin is gone you don't hold it against me anymore i am a new person and i want you to empower me to live right in a lost world i need you jesus i give you control in jesus name i pray and the body of christ erupts with praise and said amen and amen and amen come on praise them. multiple people sold the field today for the prize This world is hard to navigate, so I want to pray a blessing over you. You can do it. Daniel and his colleagues did it. I want to pray a prayer of blessing over you. Father, may the Lord bless you. Come on, just receive this right now. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you. Lift your head towards you and give you peace. In Jesus' name I pray.